0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where my phone is busted. There's a kale shortage in the United States, and a massive snowstorm is set to hit New York this weekend. Sounds like a normal Thursday. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison or right before Nachum's live lunch, coming to you from the home of the blustery, cold Nachum Segal Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, On this beautiful Thursday, Boker Tove to Yoni. Yoni is behind the board today. What's up, Yoni?
1: Good morning. How are you? It's been a long week.
0: (laughs) Don't you know it. So, Houston, enjoying the weather? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You know, isn't Houston where they have underground tunnels because it's so hot that you can't walk outside during the summer? Right, but do those tunnels help in the winter? Yeah. Well, What difference does it make? Why do you have to live in a place where you have to walk in a tunnel? do i have to live in a place where i've got to scrape off the ice every morning because we have seasons buddy this is the price you pay for seasons winter is great summer is better you know my neighbor my neighbor is from los angeles and every year when there's like a heavy snowstorm and last year was no exception where there were numerous snowstorms I can hear him cruchting as he shovels. And I'm like, buddy, just move back to L.A. You know, or own the fact that you live in New York. You know who's also fetching about the snow this week? Mayor Furtig. That's right. Mayor F- Mayor Furtig was fetching about the upcoming snow and the dusting we had on Sunday. Furtig, as I said to you on Facebook, go to L.A. No, I know you don't want to live there either, but you get my point. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nahum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, all one word. We're doing this early. I feel the need to get the fortune cookie out of the way, specifically because Yoni picked this one. And I'm feeling that it has special karma. So here we go. Yoni, there's a lot of pressure on this fortune cookie. I got this. You did? All right, buddy. Let's see how good your ESP and your x-ray vision is. The strength of a nation derives from the integrity of the home. Okay. 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 I mean, yeah, I don't know what it means either. Not not, not, not a thing. Right. The strength of a nation derives from the integrity of the home. All right. Well, you know, if that has something to do with nation and us going to Israel and whatever, I buy it. I buy it. So let's first talk about the kosher halftime show. As you know, the social media campaign, the social media contest, name that burger hashtag, name that burger. You can go to the Nochum Siegel Network. Facebook page, check, oh, you can also go to my page, by the way, check out the picture of the burger. It's not just a patty. It's not just a slab of grilled kishka. Yes, you heard me. But it's also a pretzel bun, lettuce, tomato, fried onions, Alka-Seltzer, and Russian dressing. It's ridiculous. I would even eat it, except for the fact that, you know, I don't eat meat and that whole thing. But I was totally, integrally involved in the planning of this burger. As always, we thank our friends at the Doghouse including Jonathan Gellis, who has been a wonderful partner in this endeavor, for building this burger with us. So here's the plan. It's going to be on the menu, Matze Shabbos, when we we record the Kosher Halftime Show. That's February 6th at 9 p.m. And it's going to be available the next day on the 7th during the game and all day as well. But we got to name the burger, guys, and there's a gift card waiting for you at the doghouse for the person who's named burger or burger name, is chosen. So you got to be creative. You got to get it out there. You got to start generating ideas. You can post them on our Facebook page. It's really better to make sure to hashtag it so we can follow it. Hashtag name that burger. Thank you. Uh, Yoni is doing a great job, by the way, as engineering. He is, I, I don't want to say anything because of Rummy's not here, but he may make me really finish on time. But uh, I want to remind everyone because we keep getting requests for tickets for that Mutse Shabbos for the taping the recording of the kosher halftime show. I need to remind you guys, there are no tickets available. It's first come first serve. So when Shabbos is over, make your way to the doghouse. Be that guy online. Make sure to get a table and sit down and relax and take a take a seat. Wait for the recording to begin. We're going to have the rehearsal. You're going to have the sound check at 9 o'clock. Hard start. Hard start with the recording of the Kosher Halftime Show. By next week, Nahum will be announcing who is starring in the Kosher Halftime Show, which we are certainly very, very excited about. We'd like to thank everyone who's been involved and all of our sponsors, some of which has been revealed, more of which will be revealed over the next week. Let's go through today's national holidays. It is Get to Know Your Customers Day, which is uh, seems to be January 21st, and that's today. It's also National Hugging Day. So, uh, Yoni, thanks for being great, but I'm going to keep my hands to myself. Fair. Yeah. Um, It's also Squirrel Appreciation Day, which I don't know how to participate in, to be very honest with you. And it's Women's Healthy Weight Day, which I hope to pretend that I participate in in every single day but let's be honest some days are easier than others anyway let's get to our guest we are going to run out of time and I do not want to waste another minute you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and not only do I have a very, very cool guest today in the studio, but I also have an incredible co-host. Nachum Siegel himself is in the studio with us. He is co-hosting with me today.
1: Hello, hello. I'm actually a co-host? You are. are... elevated to that status I know, that you... quickly? You got a raise. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are very much looking forward to uh, discussing so many different things with this guest. Anthony Auerbach, did I got it right? perfect, amazing, is a chief trainer and consultant for body language on purpose. Read between the lines, engage, and connect. So first, I want to welcome you to Lower East Side. Thank you for schlepping down here.
2: Thank you, Miriam. It's a pleasure.
0: Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. And you and I first met each other, actually courtesy of the Shadchan at the table, Nachum, because we met at the TABC dinner when Nahum and Stacey were were both honored amongst all the other honorees, but were honored by the by the yeshiva. So I'm- That was
1: my body language that night. It was perfect. <laughs> looked okay over there at the front of the room. At, right. And thank you so much for the
2: introduction, Nahum. Oh, Sure. My pleasure.
0: So the introduction actually was fortuitous because Nahum knows that I'm obsessed with people's body language and Nahum and I as I explained to you when we met at TB at the at the dinner that Nahum and I can go into a meeting and I will have a completely different read on what just happened in the room because besides what has been said actually verbally verbally spoken is what has not been said by people's body language that I for some reason or another have a knack to pick up on so Nachum, I I I'm thrilled that Nahum is joining me but also because um, not only because I enjoy being on the air with Nachum, but but more so because he knows exactly what I'm talking
1: about. Well, Th- when you first introduced yourself to me, I said you must meet Mary Mark. Remember, that was my first reaction.
2: <laughs> well, so, so actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't read your body language perfectly, because you kind of just... Story of my life, buddy. You just kind of schlepped me along and said... <laughs> Let's go. And I didn't know where we were going to. And, and you being her like eight, and you being like 20 feet tall, <laughs> I couldn't get your attention either, so I was forced to just walk along. right. So you, he had no idea what was going yeah. on. I had no idea what was going on. I realized you're pr- you probably wanted to introduce me yeah. to somebody. Um, yeah, and yeah. but uh, you know I have a sense that um, while Nahum may not be on par with you in terms of reading body language, he probably can tell a tremendous amount from people's voice and their inflection and their tone and cadence and so on. Interesting. I,
1: I would tend to agree with you on that. Yeah.
2: Even
0: over know. the phone, though, right? Is that what you're saying?
2: Absolutely, yes. And maybe even more so because the other parts could be a distraction. So, you know, the, and the voice yeah, and all of the right. stuff that comes with the voice is certainly a part of body language as we train and learn it.
0: Interesting. So would you even suppose that Nahum is not, let's not talk about you like you're not here, boss, but that Nahum is not as tuned into the other parts of people's body language because he is so tuned into them auditorily? Possibly. Interesting. So it's not your fault. does one
1: discover that they've got this? Like Miriam says, she always had this knack. At what point does one discover they have this knack? So women have an intuition for this. They certainly have there's
2: more parts of the brain that get fired up when we are looking at people's nonverbals with women than there are with men. So I, my background was in accounting. So I'll tell you that um, I actually That's found a real myself body language. No yeah. wonder you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Well, I found myself to be a little bit stiff and I found that in order to have more of, of an impact in meetings, in dealing with people, that I needed to learn to communicate with hand gestures and with my body a little bit more, to bring some emphasis and some strength to the conversation. And so I went out and I learned body language and I practiced and I observe, observe my own body language all the time. And I learned from that. So if I find myself doing something interesting with my face, with my hands, my feet even, then I immediately stop and ask myself, what just happened? Mm. What did you just feel? so that I can translate that for other people when I see them doing it. And so I, what I'm getting to is that for some of us, it's not that natural. We kind of lost it because I think kids are very good at this. But as we grow up, we lose it. And uh, But women are still a little bit more in tune with it.
0: I, I joke that kids smell fear, that they can pick up, they have this sixth sense that when they see some kind of, adult who is either feigning comfort or trying to put forth a certain face, whether or not they feel it, that kids can totally discern whether or not there's, you know, there's any validity to what they're watching, that they can pick up on it better than anyone else.
2: Absolutely. And this happens with me all the time. I I give my my oldest son a very stern look, but inside I'm laughing, it's hilarious, especially the the younger kids, right? (laughs) And they just know immediately, and I think I'm being very, very serious and stern, and they just pick up on and they go, Abba, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, and there is statistics, there's there's a lot of research on this that demonstrates that kids have um, a very strong ability to read body language, but they grow out of it. Mm. And part of it is because they are taught to lie. With their face, especially, you know, um, Uncle Jimmy just um, came, or Uncle, um, you know, your aunt from uh, overseas just came into town, and um, give her a smile. Mm. But I don't like her. I don't. I don't right. want to smile. But we force them to smile, and we force them to have feelings that are socially appropriate, but not necessarily how they're feeling.
0: How does it work for a team? I mean, there's so many questions about body language and I'm letting our audience know right now, we will run out of time. But how does it work for a team like Nahum and I? Nahum who has certain heightened sensibilities as we've already established and I have certain strengths. How does it work for us to go into a meeting and now being sensitive to both of these strengths, walking into a meeting differently than we would have walked into, let's say earlier today?
2: So... It just become a lot more uh, aware of what's going on for somebody when they're feeling, if they're feeling relaxed. So right now, Nachum's looking very relaxed. I'm not. I'm sort of on the edge of my seat. But this is his domain. So naturally, he's going to be relaxed. But I might want to mirror that a little bit and just take on not the exact same pose, which is a little bit of a, more of a relaxing vibe. And as I do that, we will start to connect better. Hmm.
1: Interesting. So- I also know when I when I get into this pose, it means I am interested or I'm about to be more interested in whom I'm speaking to. If I was not as fascinated by this topic, can you hear me? Now better. If I was not as fascinated by this topic, I would have stayed in the position I was in originally, which was essentially, you know, squared up between the two of you over here. And you may
2: have begun, begun to move around, fidget, shuffle, right. shuffle your feet and your legs.
0: Right. Yeah. See, I'm so afraid that I'm not going to make eye contact with you for about four seconds and that you're going to be able to tell something that I am possibly being overly, you know, overly compensating. Is or a big over.
1: big deal the eye contact?
0: It's a very
2: big deal. Um, I think it's one of the most powerful tools, actually, to connect. But let's be clear. So, well, first of all, eye contact is very intimate. So it's hard to remain upset with somebody if you're making eye contact. And I'm not talking about that glaring eye contact just a relaxed eye contact usually is a very intimate thing and so if you don't like somebody you're not going to be able to make eye contact with them so you use that in the reverse if you find that people can't make eye contact with you or you're not able to maintain eye contact then they're uncomfortable there's, there's
1: a such there's an issue wow um is that the the body language king eye contact is that like the number one a uh, body me, language issue?
2: For me, it is. For me. I, my personal experience is that there's a lot of things that we can do to engage. We use our hand gestures. We use our hands in various ways. And we, um, we shake hands as well. We can indicate that we engage with our feet and our legs. But the most powerful one for me in my experience around meetings and networking events and interviewing is eye contact. There's a, there's a rule of thumb here, 70%, and I know it's a little bit hard to keep track of 70%, but it's approximately 7 minutes out of 10 or 7 seconds out of 10 seconds to maintain that icon. Much more than that will get creepy, and we could, we could experiment with that. Good, yeah. point. Good point. you see that.
1: By the way, I've changed my handshake over the years because of what you just said. A different handshake will project a different type of personality, a different type of approach, so that's phoniness. Right, I'm, I'm, incorporor- I'm I'm like the kid who's, who's saying, hi to the aunt who doesn't want to see. That's not my real handshake. My real one, I assume, is the one I grew up with, developed, you know, used for many years before I was alerted that you know, it, hey, shake your hand like a man. You know, shake your hand like, you, like you mean it, that type of thing. So, the, the, you, you, you essentially opened up a can of
2: worms here because this is the big question about around body language. Am I not faking it? If I learn these techniques and I start to use them, so it's like anything, right? You can use it to manipulate. And you can use it for good. Personally, I've found that I've become much more empathetic for people since I've learned it. Because I see in very powerful people some nervous body language cues. And I feel a little bit closer to them for that. They see more human, more vulnerable. Interesting. Anybody um, famous
1: that but, you can point with a No, no, I,
2: I wouldn't. I'd
0: never he point. He doesn't kiss uh, yeah. and tell. Yeah, come on. <laughs>
1: No, so, meaning, do you see the President of the United States and say to yourself, no, wow, no. he's got an interesting aspect to him? No, his you body.
0: probably think he's been so well trained. He
2: is, he's like a robot. He's so is. tough to read. John Kerry, on the other hand, I have many, many video clips um, where I poke fun at him. Oh. Um, his body language is an open book. George um, W. also, right? Lindsey Graham is uh, classic. Oh, so the, wow. there's a classic one when he's speaking about um, jo- Donald Trump. Um, insult of John McCain and he shows this disgust expression on his face over and over and over again as he speaks about Donald Trump. Um, so some people are harder to read than others for sure. But uh, you know you know, it is an important question about whether we're faking it. Um, Amy Cuddy from Harvard Business School talks about faking it till you make it and how it becomes part of you and um, that. She she actually talks about a particular exercise called power posing, where you take up space, be expansive. It actually increases your testosterone, which is a performance hormone, and it decreases cortisol, a stress hormone. So the the benefits are tremendous. Um, At first, it may feel like you are perhaps manipulating. It becomes part of you, and I don't find at all that it's
1: manipulative. Can I ask one other thing? I'm sorry. No, go for it. <laughs> people fold their arms, right? Oh. And that's usually, you body language people, will say that means the following. Does it mean the same in everyone's case? In other words, if folding of the arms has taken place, does it mean the same for person A as for person B? It
2: depends on the context. So if it's out, if we're outside on a day like today, where it's like minus a gazillion, it's freezing understand if somebody's going to fold their arms. So it's context-based. However, if I'm trying to engage with you, let's say I'm trying to convince you to hire me as your body language consultant, and I notice you closing up, you're essentially right. using a protective key mechanism right. and putting a barrier between us. And every time I do it's it, very that's what significant. it means. <laughs> it's and very every time I do it, that's what it means. Well, you could be protecting yourself from something. It's never, I you, am
1: most comfortable by folding my arms. It's never that. Never. Like, I so don't know what to I'm do with my arms. I'm sitting because I'm most comfortable speaking to someone in this position. You might say, no, no, no. That's not the reason you're doing it. You're doing it because you are. You know, my sense, Nachum, tells me that you
2: don't do that because you have very oh, relaxed, what? open body language. Do you fold your arms when you're speaking to somebody? In certain situations, yeah. So it could come across as intimidating, especially for a guy who's six how foot tall six? Are you? like yeah. six foot yeah, like six. So whether or not you feel like you need to create that barrier, just at least know that that is the perception.
0: I, cl- I fold my arms a lot when my dress is too tight. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Anthony Auerbach is joining us today. He is a body language expert. It's called Body Language on Purpose. He is the chief trainer and consultant. It's Anthony at bodylanguageonpurpose.com www.bodylanguageonpurpose.com. My kids are going to make fun of me for saying www cuz we don't say that anymore. His number by the way is 201-618-5170. When you interview somebody, or I should say more import- more appropriately, when somebody is going for a job interview, their first one off. What are the three things they should never, ever do before sitting down to a first job interview?
2: Look away. Give a bad handshake. So I'll, 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 let me spin that to the positive. Make a, a, you, you, your first impression is made in the first 20 seconds. The handshake is about half of that time, pr- roughly. Use it to your advantage.
0: Interesting.
2: Um, make a handshake. Obviously, that's firm, warm dry, but lean forward as well. Smile and you know, add that emphasis. There's one more tip I would give you there when you make that handshake, go in with the left foot. So because you're, pro- you're shaking with your right hand, try to place your left foot closer to the person you're shaking the hand with. It might, might sound awkward, but when you try this, you'll see works out very, very well because it brings you that much closer to him and shows that you really want to engage.
0: Wow. Just that one step forward. That's really very interesting. I never, I guess it's just, it's its almost like a handshake plus. It's delivering the handshake in a way that shows that sincerity.
2: So absolutely. And well, really it's a plus times two because, well, there's two benefits because if the other guy, and this, I wouldn't be concerned about this in an interview situation, but generally you may be in a situation where a guy gives you a dominating um, manipulative kind of handshake where he puts his palm over yours, or he does a politician's handshake where he takes his other hand and enfolds yours, you may want to counter with the other hand. You're in no position to do that if you took if you went right foot forward first.
1: You can only go for the double cover if you went left <laughs> foot forward first. Well, That's funny. Y- yes.
0: <laughs> you know, Anthony, when Nahum and I or I should say when when I appear, when Nachum appears somewhere and I accompany him to an event or he's emceeing or something, I make sure to stand behind, behind and a little bit to the side. That to me is where my place as the manager, that's where I feel like I belong. Does that make sense? Or do you think that I should be, I, I, I've thought about it. Clearly, I've thought about where I stand literally in terms of where Nahum is and we we're a lot of places. We go a lot of different places. But that's where I have found myself situating myself and also being comfortable there and also where it's appropriate with my role in his professional career. Does that make sense?
2: Of course it does. You, you're watching his back literally and figuratively. It makes perfect sense. And I suppose if you're walking side by side, um, the, there might be some um, misconceptions right? about the relationship.
0: I'm called Mrs. Siegel enough that i that I know I don't want to be standing next to Nahum. we're not that that's not the role that's it is a professional relationship, so my being towards the back but keeping an eye on things almost you know a little bit like a mother hen or or a manager if we if we go out of the mother hen metaphor allows me to keep a good eye of who is who he's surrounded by at that present moment and, you know, observe what's going on and observe their body language, how people interact with Nahum I always find very fascinating. Um but still, you know, keeping that keeping that professional distance.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's probably that Miriam sixth sense kicking <laughs> in there because you do have an enhanced Sense about these things um, is what I've noticed.
0: Yeah, there is, there is, uh, but I agree with you on the maternal thing. I agree with you on the on the on the female instinct. There's
1: just, I don't well, know. There I... are plenty of females who don't have it. You think so? <laughs> I think so. Unless, I mean, you you may tell
0: me I'm wrong. He is the expert, <laughs> right, you know, you right?
1: After all, no, huh? so studies have shown that, yeah, I mean, on that the average. Woman, I'm sure yeah. they're more attuned yes, to of it. Of course, but, I mean, there are plenty who don't have it. Right? We're not
2: saying that all women yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Malcolm, you were you were uh, I, I can see i don't know
1: a little bit your wheels
0: turning because i want to
1: bring something up that i don't think i really should bring up in this forum but i have such curiosity about it because so go for it i'll i'll give you an example no because this is you know people don't think we're crazy but um, people already think i'm crazy we we walk into a meeting that is in an enhanced uh, environment take a restaurant right not just a meeting in someone's office or conference room even a conference room even a conference room i have a manager who will consider for a lengthy amount of time, could be 30 seconds, but it certainly seems you know long, where we should place ourselves, how we should sit, what the interaction will be like if we're you know lined up sort of in this way. And where do I, as somebody who might be the most well-known person at the table, not always, but you know, it could be, where should I be vis-a-vis, you know, everybody else? In the restaurant, or the group. Now, that's—I guess—that's not a body language thing. It's just another example of how she is. She how Miriam? How Miriam? She is fine. Yeah. How she's more sensitive to this stuff. I would walk into a restaurant and, you know, plop myself down, so to speak. And, and who cares who's across from who, and you know yeah. exactly how this matchup of wits between the four people who are meeting is going to turn out. But this is a very important factor to her.
2: Miriam is a very smart lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I like the show. this she, show. This show is picking up.
2: She, she's absolutely on target here. Yes. The, the Depending on how we face somebody, actually, there's a concept called fronting. When I face you, like, openly, right. front right. to right. front, right. yes, head to head, right. um, sitting is not a good idea because it can, can come off as confrontational. So I want to be at a slight angle. So if two people are sitting at a table, you should try to take like say say you want to sit at the head, but you should be able to sit it in a way that you can face face towards the other person, but not head on.
1: So there it's are more of there, a conference room setup. Well, There's it could be a no, it could table, be in a so. restaurant, certainly yeah, in a I restaurant, guess. round table that type of thing. Um,
2: whereas if you're standing and facing each other, you do want to be face to face and torso to torso. So there are you, you know and I. But Maria may know much more about this than I do because I personally am like you. When I go to a restaurant, I don't pay too much attention about where I'm going to sit. Um, but, but to me,
0: it's strategic. To me, there are advantages to Nahum being in a particular seat or sitting in a particular part of the restaurant, and or and in many cases, not sitting in a particular part of the restaurant, having his back to the door. Uh, you know, there are there are so many different there are so many different elements that I consider and, um, and um, something else I'm also very conscious about is that I, I can read his body language where I, I can, I can hopefully shift the conversation or the meeting depending on where I see his comfort level is because I can,
1: right.
0: Because I can read it at this point. So in terms I know we're running out of time. Um in terms of in terms of our teamwork that is I don't know that Nahum can read my body language as well as I can read his, but frankly I don't think he needs to read mine the way I need to read his. That would be my job as a manager. We really have 2 minutes left and Anthony before I let you go which is such a pain in the neck cuz I told you we would run out of time. What does that mean body language on purpose? Tell me what that means. It's the name of your company. It's the name of your website. Tell me what that means. What does that mean to have body language on purpose? So
2: usually when we speak about body language, we're thinking about decoding other people's body language, about interpreting the signals that they're sending. So there's the other side that I want to draw attention to, and that is how I communicate with others and do it on purpose. So I can very purposefully tell you that what I'm about to say is wise and brilliant, and you should listen up. And in order to tell you that, I'll employ what's called a steeple. I do this with my fingers. I put them together, and into the shape of a steeple. There's a guy on Shark Tank who do, does this all the time. Yes, the but middle he, guy. Yes, Kevin O'Leary. O'Leary. So he thinks that everything he says is brilliant. My point <laughs> is, my point is that we can send a message on purpose. If if you want to tell me that I'm speaking too much, there are ways that you can tell me that non-verbally. And without offending me. And I can tell somebody to please go on speaking because I like what they say and I'm on the same page. A simple triple nod will tell them, I'm on the same page, please go on speaking. Oh,
0: triple nod.
2: And that's called body language on purpose. Excellent. Wow.
0: That's incredible. You know, I I feel bad, Leonie, because I know you have a song in the queue and we're not going to be able to play it. And that's fine because my time with Anthony is as I imagined it would be, completely cut short. In 30 seconds or less, is there anything I should be doing differently right now but my own body language? Nachum's like, yeah, stop rolling your eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything I should be doing differently?
2: Oh, my gosh, no. Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> alright this has been He's a great a good show good interviewer set up so that was that. <laughs> Anthony you are absolutely wonderful this is an incredible conversation I'm going to have to bring you back because Nahum and I still have plenty to talk about Anthony at bodylanguageonpurpose.com bodylanguageonpurpose.com is the website 201-618-5170 we are completely out of time do not miss JM&AM tomorrow morning don't miss the live lunch which is going to start in just a few minutes I can't believe I broke my own rule Anthony thank you for schlepping down to the Lower East Side I'm happy you didn't thank freeze.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It guys, was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, it
1: was certainly was. That's life, everybody.
2: Bye, guys. Bye-bye.